Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to On the Bright Line podcast, tales from recovering food addicts from the perspective of a physician, a therapist, and an off-the-wall storyteller. We are not affiliated or endorsed by Brightline Eating, and all content presented in this podcast represents our personal opinions and does not represent medical, nutritional, or psychological professional advice. Welcome to another episode of On the Bright Line podcast. Again, again, we're going to be doing it via Zoom and we're missing, <laughs> we're missing Bonnie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Bonnie's got uh, some personal stuff going on um, with her mom. She talked about that in our last episode. And so, you know, it, it is what it is. So we're going to go ahead and um, do this one without her. But she is, she is with us here in spirit for sure. <laughs> Uh, so Robin and I are going to talk, we decided that we were going to talk about something that's a little more um, Robin centric uh, today. So we're going to talk about, well, not that I don't, you know, not that you just know more about this than I do. I guess it's a better way for me to say it. Um, we're going to talk about um, meditation, but maybe like going deeper with um, meditation and maybe some techniques um, that we can add to our EAP or use in times of uh, stress. So like times of stress, you know, what can you do in those moments? Um, yeah, we have, we've talked about EAPs, um, emergency action plans for those that haven't listened to that episode um, or know anything about brain eating, right. emergency action plans, things that you're going to do in the moment when you're having um, a crisis or a stress that may make you want to go off plan or, you know, maybe do some risky behavior or anything like that. But maybe there's some other things that Robin's going to uh, we're going to talk about today, uh, things that we can just do to better, you know, to better align our minds in that moment and maybe bring us back to a space of reality. Is that a good way to talk about it? Yeah, that is a good way to talk about it. And I, I think, right, so the, so the science behind any kind of relaxation or, or visualization is that you know, we're going through life, stress happens, our stress level goes up. And from the time we can stop having those anxiety producing thoughts, it takes 20 to 30 minutes for us to come back down to baseline for the adrenaline and cortisol to leave our system. So the idea of, of an EAP is coming up with you know, what are some things, some techniques, some practices, some distractions that we can utilize to help us kind of come back down to baseline? Um, and I love coming up with things that you can do anywhere because, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I am out in public and I, you know, I can't, um, you know, maybe reach for my knitting or, uh, you know, watch my happy little TV show or video that, you know, soothes me and distracts me. And it seems that the stress a lot, a lot of times happens when we're not at home. Like, let's be honest, you know, right. like when we're in a situation that we have less control over. So, you know, this, this is a good, it's a good, it's a good thing to think about for sure. Yeah. So I think the first thing that I had thought of was just this, the simplest thing is um, it's called color breathing. Yeah, I know nothing about this. 
Right. So it sounds like, cool, but I know nothing about it. <laughs> right. So I'm right. I'm I'm a little bit of an artist, so I, I love things that are visual. Wait, 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 let's stop. She's a lot of an artist, people. Like she does glass fused glass and it's beautiful. So I'm just gonna put that oh. out there just in case, you know, we haven't talked we actually haven't talked about this at all on the podcast yet, Robin, that she is an artist. Um, we're all artistic in our own ways, but that is the way in which Robin is artistic. So yeah. So the idea behind color breathing is if I was going to breathe it, well, Megan, if I asked you, what is a relaxing color? What color would you name? Yellow. Yellow. Okay. So if you were going to breathe in relaxation, right, you could visualize breathing in the color yellow. And if you think of a stressful color, what color would your exhale be that you were releasing red red i love it i love it right so that idea of that you're going to initial thought first thing that came to my mind (laughs) right so that idea that you would visualize breathing in yellow which is such a beautiful happy color right and then on the exhale you're going to visualize yourself blowing out red Right. So again, it's super simple. You can do it anywhere. No one is going to know that you're doing this. So if you're, you know, I don't know, sitting in a doctor's waiting room, right? Or you're in the grocery store going down an aisle with a lot of NMF Mm -hmm. and you need to do some some relaxation, a little self-soothing. That's a really easy thing that you can do in in the moment to kind of um, ground yourself a little bit. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, to me, it's right in line. I mean, I do meditation, you know, I do a time meditation every day. And I just find like, even it's so funny, because sometimes I can even talk about the meditation and I'll start breathing, you know, I'll start doing the, you know, the deeper breathing, just even talking about the meditation. So to me, it's like, I think that that I mean I think it's a I think the color is a really you know it's a good technique obviously for visualization but just even just like the act of like the breathing just to slow down and one of the things that um we talk about you know in the in BLE um and Susan talks about is the the pause like practicing the pause and like yeah. finding the pause the, the the space in between whatever the thing you're reacting to and what your reaction is like and mm-hmm. and and making that as long as right like and how do you yep. lengthen that time how do you how do you give yourself time to ground yourself or come back to reality or whatever that is and so um i think that this is a great way to practice the pause um is color breathing so i really like right. that i always joke about the three second tape delay right <laughs> like if I, if I could have a three second tape delay from having a thought and maybe having something come you mean out. like what they do to edit stuff on tv is that what you mean like yeah. so they say you don't like so the cuss words don't get out of love yes. <laughs> yes. bleep out the bad words right That's but funny. if i if there could just be a three second tape delay between a thought and maybe something coming out of my mouth that would be great so so that that practicing that pause yes yeah. yeah. And lengthening it. I mean, I think that's the thing is that yes. there's always going to be some amount of time between, you know, irritant and reaction or whatever you want to call those things. But how do we lengthen that? So that gives us the time to um, really think through what our reaction is going to be and how we're going to choose to react. So I have a lot of clients 
say that they almost feel pressured to respond quickly, right? That that they, you know, someone's asked me a question and so I have to respond. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the things that we'll come up with to kind of go, okay, but but what could come out of your out of your mouth to maybe indicate to the other person you're thinking. And sometimes I'll say, um, that's a really good question. Let me think about that for a minute because I want to give you a well thought out response. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, and I think too, is like, I mean, like, let's bring this back to like, you know, BLE and the food and all that kind of stuff. It's like someone's offering you something yep. that you know is not on plan. Yep. And in that moment, you feel pressured to say something immediately, right? Like, you're like, what do I say? Do I say yes? Do I say no? Like, right. what's going to happen in that moment? And I mean, I think, you know, I don't know if you could say, I let me think about that or what you could, what you could do in that moment. But it's like, how do you, you know, give yourself time to, you know, to, to gauge your reaction, you know, and, and think about something and not feel the pressure to make a, have an instant knee jerk response. Or to say yes, because you're stuck in people pleasing and someone has just offered you something and you're, you're having these, these thoughts about that. And we're, we're going to do another episode on kind of the cognitive behavioral therapy piece of that. Um, so we can address that more in, in a, in a future episode. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Um, the next thing that I was thinking about is something called progressive muscle relaxation. And the beauty is you can, if you, if you, you know, want to learn more about that, you can certainly Google it. The idea is really simple. And again, it's something that you can do anywhere. It's great if you're also struggling to fall asleep and you're trying to relax, right? Because when we're falling asleep, I don't know about you, but I'm laying there and it's dark. And all of a sudden my brain's like, Hey, remember that thing you said today? <laughs> Let's, let's focus on that. I mean, even worse. Remember that thing you said when you were nine years old that was right, so embarrassing? Right. Remember in third grade That's when right. you did that thing? Right. <laughs> yeah. So the, so the basics of progressive muscle relaxation, I like to start with my feet, right? And it's basically that you're going to tense and hold for three and then relax for three, and then you're going to tense and hold for three and relax, for right? So you're going to do that process three times. And the idea is that you're just trying to get in tune with where is there tension in your body. And so when you mm -hmm. tense something, and then you relax it, you're really starting to feel and notice those muscles, right? So you're going to go through every little muscle group as you're kind of progressing up your body. Right. Okay. So we start with our feet, go to kind of go to our 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 calves and go up our thighs. And again, we're just we're really trying to search out that muscle tension and we're we're seeking that out. And if you're noticing an area is really tense, you can stay on that area for a little bit longer. Right. And again, starting to, you know, kind of pair that with some breathing and really slowing things down. Right. This is not a fast process. This is a slow process. And I periodically forget how helpful progressive muscle relaxation is to help me fall asleep. Mm. And I'll be struggling to sleep and I'll go, duh, you, you, you tell other people to do this all day long. Why don't you give it a try? And 
I can I can rarely make it through my whole body Before without sleep. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love it. And again, the beauty is you can do it wherever you are. You can do it sitting, you know, in a waiting room somewhere and no one's gonna know that yeah. you know. Yeah. Probably not standing up. You might not want to do it standing up. Yeah. <laughs> you could. I'm just you could, but you know, we would hate for people to fall over. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. Oh, that's awesome. That's lovely. I think that that, you know, that's probably a good, uh, you know, you can do that while meditating too. I mean, I yes. know that there's, you know, I know there's lots of uh, meditate guided meditations that go through, you know, the body and um, yeah. talking about relaxing each. I've never heard of the, the clench and release though. I've, right. I haven't, I haven't heard that before, but um, I can completely understand why that works. And um, I'm going to try that tonight when I'm falling asleep, I guarantee it's really, I think on um, one of my favorite apps for like, um, you know, meditation or, or guided imagery is an um, insight timer. And I like yeah. it because it's free. And I think they've got a few different ones on progressive muscle relaxation. Yeah. I know some people do better if they have someone to kind of guide them through, guide them through it. Right. Mm-hmm. Other people do better doing it on their own. So, you know, whichever, whichever flavor yeah. you, you prefer you can you can use that and people ask me all the time like what I use for meditation and I will tell you when I started meditating I did not I did guided meditation I somebody's voice telling me to breathe right. in breathe out you know that sort of thing and insight timer is the app that I use too and I completely am you know I'm I'm, I'm on board yeah. with it as well because it is free and you can you can pay for it if you want some of the bells and whistles but you get a right. lot for the in the free version so yes. there's no need to pay for it and you know um like, you know, Robin was saying, like, you can, you can find these different kinds of guided meditations. Like I just now use a timer because that's where I'm at. Like, I just want to, you know, mm-hmm. I just want to do the, the mind clearing, like, you know, relaxation without any, sometimes I'll use like an ambient noise, but most of the time it's just, mm-hmm. you know, just a timer. Um, but there's tons and tons and tons of guided meditations in that app and yeah. um, you can search it and, and find it. So I definitely, I would, you know, obviously we're both recommending, we're both recommending that. So. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I think there was there was one more. Yeah, we were going to talk a little bit about um, like a visualization, right? So Megan, if I asked you, where is the most relaxing place that you can imagine? Like the mountains, the beach? Either... Let's say the mountains because people know I'm a hiker. So like, I think like being someplace like totally alone next to an alpine lake where it's quiet and all you can hear is like birds. Right. Probably the most relaxing. And you just hit a lot of points, right? So the idea behind a really good visualization is you want to hit as many of the senses as possible, right? So you named that you would be by yourself you would be out in the woods, right? And so if I asked you, what would you hear out in the woods? What are some things that you would hear out there? I said, hear the birds normally, you know, sometimes if there was running water, like if there was a stream, like I would hear that, Um, you know, the breeze through the trees, like I'm trying to think of what else I would hear. Yeah, Yeah, you might hear, um, you know, the, the sound of, 
you know, maybe uh, some some underbrush, you know, crunching as you as you walked along. Um, yeah. You'd hear the wind in the trees. You'd hear the leaves. You'd hear some some water. Um, you'd hear some birds, right? And so, if I asked you what you would see, what are what are maybe some some different things that you would see that that would be out there in the woods when you're hiking? Well, definitely, you know, like I said, I would want to be next to an alpine lake, so I would see the water, the mountains, mm-hmm. the yeah. blue sky, right. you know beautiful green trees. Um, now I really want to go hike, Robin. Right. right. It's dark. Well, I'm not going to go hike right we're now. Going but. Your mind. We're going to hike in your yeah. mind. Yeah. So if I asked you, what would you smell when you're mm. out on a hike? The wet leaves. Like that's a very yeah. distinct yeah, smell distinct that I can think smell. about. Like that wet that wetness we live in the pacific northwest guys so it's always wet here (laughs) always damp um i'm trying to think of what else i mean just that you know the evergreen smell because that's the predominant you know tree um in the area that ever i'm sure everyone can you know hearken that in their mind that evergreen smell um i mean if there's water definitely just that you know Mm -hmm. almost like mossy that mossy Mm -hmm. smell yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep what would you feel what would you be able to feel if you were out there Mm. hiking I I mean I feel like the breeze like I feel the breeze across my face um Mm -hmm. I definitely you know underneath my feet I can feel the you know the the leaves and the crunchy and all that as I hike along um you know, before I was talking about the the moss, like the trees here normally have a have good moss cover on them. So you know, like just you can mm-hmm. run your hand across that. I think about that. Oh yeah, that soft squishy, uh-huh. moss, right? Yes. You might. So you might also feel, depending on the day, you might feel like some sunshine on your face. Or yeah, you not might, very often here, but yeah, not very often, right? <laughs> I kid, I kid. We do but get sun co- here. But the cool thing about a visualization is it gets to be whatever you want. Yeah. Right. So if, if you want to craft this warm, sunny day where you're going to feel some sunshine, or you can imagine yourself putting your fingers down in that, in that cool stream Mm. and feeling that, Um, like you said, feeling the, feeling the moss or the lichen or feeling, you know, what a cold rock might feel like. Right. Mm-hmm. So the idea of that wherever your visualization is, that you get to create where you're going in that visualization and and taking the time to kind of immerse yourself and all of your senses in what you would be aware of in that space. Right. And so yeah. the beauty is it can change. Right. One day you might say, "Oh, well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna think about um, seeing some little yellow flowers in the grass and and what those little yellow flowers might feel like. Or maybe there's a squirrel, or I'm gonna see a deer in the woods, and I get to watch this beautiful deer cross my path and and encounter that that beautiful creature on that right." Hmm. Or maybe one day you decide, I'm going to go to the beach today. Today, I want to be at the beach. 
right? <laughs> What's going to be, you know, at the beach that I'm going to encounter that's a little different. Um, maybe you want there to be someone with you, or maybe you just want to feel um, like a comforting presence, mm. right? Maybe there's not a person with you, but you're feeling some sort of comforting presence there with you wherever it is that you are but the beauty of it is that it gets to be completely individual it gets to be wherever you want to go and you get to choose how long you stay there or don't stay there right and so just like a meditation you can go to that space right starting off with i'm going to find a comfortable position Maybe I'm going to close my eyes. Maybe I don't want to close my eyes. Maybe I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stop and pause and take a few breaths, right? And kind of bring myself down to that space of relaxation. And then I'm going to slowly imagine myself leaving that space of relaxation. Once I'm done, I'm going to visualize myself coming out, right? Maybe that means you visualize your hike ending and you're getting back to the trailhead and you know getting to your car and taking your shoes off and you allow yourself a little bit of time to to come out of that visualization um but again it can last as short a time or as long a time again it's great if you're trying to relax and fall asleep it kind of gives that little monkey mind um, part of our brain a little something to latch onto and to think about as we're trying to, you know, maybe relax and fall asleep a little bit. Um, and again, you can you can do it wherever you are. Yeah. And the point is, right? I mean, like, what's the point? Like, why, why, why are we talking about these techniques? Like, what, right. why, why do we care about this? So, I think that the point is, is that we live in a world of stress. Like, let's be honest. Yep. <laughs> we live in a world of stress and that, um, you know, we are living a lifestyle, you know, if you're eating BLE, even if you're not eating BLE and you're trying to, you know, do something different, um, yeah. you know, you're living a lifestyle that might be outside of the norm. And so therefore, um, you know, sometimes uh, when you, when people encounter that, there's a little bit of resistance or whatever the case might be. And so you might be in a situation where you just need to have a pause or you're, you know, in a place that's filled with NMS or NMD and you need mm -hmm. to, and you need to center yourself to, um, to reestablish that uh, um, resolve uh, to, to stay on plan or to, you know, to follow through. So um, Robin, is there any other good advice or thoughts that you have around these, these techniques and meditation in general? The number one thing would be practice them when you aren't stressed, yeah. right? Because, you well, we say that about the EAP too. You got to practice the EAP. Even when you don't need it, you got to practice it so you know how to do it, you know? So. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to get into a stressful situation and go, well, that didn't work. It's like, okay, but you, you know, you hadn't fleshed out your plan. So I would say, you know, maybe in a, in a notes program on your phone, jot down some, some ideas for yourself about, you know, okay, yeah, my relaxation place, my visualization would involve, you know, the forest and what's going to be there and what am I going to, you know, see, hear, smell, touch, 
um, because that idea of having it fleshed out a little bit um, allows it to be easier for you to access it in a stressful moment. Right. Well, and meditation is also a good time to practice. Like I will say that, like if you meditate, if you do a, you know, a daily meditation practice, um, all of these things can be used during, you know, meditation to, to practice that. Like, and like I said, for me, I think that's what meditation has brought into my life is that it's, it's, it's given me this tool of the pause and, and granted, yeah. you know, my, my meditation is longer than what I would probably pause in any situation, but it's just given me this tool that I realize the difference in, in my countenance before and after meditation. Right. And so for me, it's mm-hmm. like, I know that if I take the time to just stop and breathe and think that I will, I will feel better on the other side. Right. Like it won't, it won't yeah. be as act as reactionary as I had been in the past. And I've actually, and you know, I've actually had people like people in my work tell me that I've calmed down <laughs> after doing this, after right? doing that. I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, over half a year now. And they've, you know, people have said that there's a market difference in my reaction to things. So, I, you know, there's, there's, there's a testimony right there to meditation. And here, and here's why it works. And here's why it's important to do it on a daily, le- daily experience as opposed to just when you're stressed, mm-hmm. right? So if my normal response to something is, oh my gosh, be stressed, be freaked out, right? I've built a neural superhighway to that mind state in my brain. Right. Relaxation and the practice of meditation or any sort of relaxation practice teaches your brain, oh, well, we could go here instead, right? The more you go there, the more you start building that road, right? And at first, it's a one-lane dirt road, and now it's going to be a two-lane road, right? So the more we practice it, the faster and the easier we can go to that state. And they've Mm -hmm. done studies that have found that people that have a regular meditation practice, when they're having surgeries, need less pain medication and less anesthesia. Well, I hope I know don't have to experience that anytime soon, but (laughs) but it's it's that idea that it really does create change in our brain, in our bodies. It's not just this thing that's, you know, woo-woo and maybe feels good in the moment. It really does create change. Just like people at at your work are noticing. They're like, you're different. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because I was really resistant against meditation. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast or not. I know I've talked about it in general. I just don't know if right. I've talked about it on the podcast. I was super resistant to meditation for a long time. And I really can't even tell you why. I mean, I think there was some, yeah. like, element of, like, oh, this is just, like, woo-woo, like, right. hocus-pocus, mumbo-jumbo, right. whatever. Right. But, you know, I I realized that a lot of successful people meditate, like a lot of successful people meditate and that's part of their life. And I'm like, man, if that is part of people's lives or who are successful doing, not just like, you know, financially successful, but like successful in BLE or successful in other things that they do. It's like, why am I not implementing something like that? Or at least trying to implement something in my life that like, like that in my life. And like I said, I mean, we've talked about this before, you know, the resistance to like, 
thinking that you have to like go to like nirvana or something like that. That's not, yeah. that's not what my meditation practice is about at all. You know, my meditation practice is about, I don't even necessarily clear my mind because I normally read something before I start meditating that I focus mm-hmm. on when I meditate. So mm-hmm. I think that you can make it whatever you want. And if you're a spiritual yeah. person, you can talk to your higher power or, you know, if sure. you, like I said, if, you know, you can read something, you know, and focus on that during meditation, you can do one of these visit visualization exercises while you meditate. I think it's just, um, it's just a good practice, you know, like I'm, I'm definitely a person who is now sold on, um, meditation and the practice of it. So mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Any, any other thoughts or comments about meditation or I, I would just say, be willing to give it a whirl, right? Yeah. Just like, just like you are saying, it's not something that you had a lot of buy-in to initially, but I love that you were able to go, you know what? There's a lot of people that do this and say it works. So who am I to, you know, to poo-poo that until I actually give it a try, right? And yeah. it, again, it's that idea of really giving it a try. And that doesn't mean, well, I did it when I was really stressed and it didn't work for me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Of, of course it didn't, right? That's like, you know, waving the bottle of Tylenol underneath your nose if you... Or trying to pick up a 50 pound weight for the first time like like yep. like let's talk about it like that i mean yep. it's like it is a muscle you have to strengthen yep. and i will say this like talking about a 50 pound weight mm-hmm. when i started meditating i started meditating for two minutes right like i i did not i mean I, and i do a 10 minute meditation now so it's not even like i'm doing like an hour-long meditation at right. this point but right. i started really small because i wanted i i was like sitting still for 10 minutes sounds like nuts and now I can do it and it's not a big deal but I'm just saying like you know it when I started I started small and I worked my way up and it's it is a muscle it is a muscle you have to you know you have to strengthen and flex so yeah for sure there we go well, that is our episode for today. Um, you know, Bonnie, we're sending all of our uh, love and good yeah. thoughts your way. Um, and we, uh, we, we know we'll, we'll all be back together very soon. And hopefully in the same place, because I'd like to actually see your faces in person. I know. In the future. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys so much. Um, as always, if you have any ideas for the show or questions for us, you can um, get a hold of us at on the Brightline podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on any of our social media. Uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next time.